You're listening to the Badass Birthers Podcast, your space for realistic, empowering stories and support to help you cut through the mommy marketing and Pinterest parent perfection to cultivate a bullshit-free bump life and beyond. I'm your host, Liz Winters. As a mom, doula, nutritionist, and trainer, I'm here to help you alleviate the stress, overwhelm, and hashtag mom guilt to create a pregnancy and postpartum experience you actually love. Skip the 3 a.m. Google search and social media scrolling and join us each week for evidence-based guidance, hopefully entertaining anecdotes, and badass birth stories to inspire you along the way. Please know the information shared on this podcast should not be considered medical advice. Please, please, please check in with your provider before implementing any changes. Welcome to another episode of the Badass Birthers Podcast. Liz here. I feel like it's been more than a hot minute since we have chatted on here and (laughs) our house just got totally slammed with the worst, worst cold. My daughter, my oldest is in kindergarten and um, they recently lifted the mask mandate in our area and so all those cute little grubby kindergartners are just getting all up in each other's immune systems and worse our immune systems are so out of practice (laughs) from being distanced and masked and all of these things the last two years so we were just down and out and it was a miracle that like dinner made it onto the table most nights definitely not all nights uh so the podcast got put on the back burner but we're back we're here to talk about Oh, today's topic is like so near, near and dear to my heart. And I imagine it will be for many of you as well, because today we're talking about navigating pregnancy after loss. Now, loss is a really hard topic to even wrap your brain around, especially if you haven't experienced it, but one in four people will experience loss. And that can feel so scary, right? That statistic is huge to know that 25% of pregnancies end in loss, um, Most of those losses happen very, very early, but it doesn't make them any less difficult to deal with. And it doesn't make going through a subsequent pregnancy any, any easier. Um, for most people navigating pregnancy after loss just really, truly sucks. Um, I, for those of you who know our story, um, our son Elliot was born still at 39 weeks and we, um, you know, that was, it was heartbreaking. It absolutely changed our entire world, our entire view of parenting, of pregnancy, of how we move through the space. It impacted our relationships. It impacted our relationship with our kids, um, in both positive and negative ways. And it definitely impacted how we, how we are moving through subsequent pregnancies. Um, so we were pregnant again, about nine months after Elliot was born and it was really, really fucking hard. (laughs) Um, on the outside, a lot of people just assumed like, oh, you're getting your rainbow baby, your promise, your happy ending. And for some people, the the concept of a rainbow baby, meaning like the positive thing that comes after a storm is something really hopeful for them to hold on to. It's not something that has ever resonated with me. Um, and you know, both of those perspectives are valid. 
So again, on the outside, people might think that you're getting your rainbow baby, your promise, your happy ending, but you also may know two things to be true. That this new life, the one that you are cooking up in your belly, does not replace the one that you lost. This pregnancy experience does not erase the loss that you have experienced. And you also know, and what you know actually better than most, is that there are no guarantees. So with that, it, a lot of people feel like, okay, I have to live my pregnancy in fear, anger, anxiety. But I want to assure you that that's absolutely not true. Those things are definitely part of the equation. And at the same time, joy, hope, love can coexist with grief, anxiety, and fear. So here are some things that we are going to go through. Here are some tips, rather. Things to consider to try as you navigate pregnancy after loss. So first things first, build a support team that is on the same page. You want to ensure that your birth team and your care providers understand your context for this pregnancy. Don't worry about taking up too much time. It's really important to understand for them, for them to understand your needs, fears, and hopes. This is where it, there's a big advantage to working with like a midwifery team. Because most of those perinatal appointments are about an hour long, which allow for plenty of time. If you find office visits stressful or triggering, bringing a support person can be really helpful. I know that ultrasounds for me or that initial like, let's look for the heartbeat was incredibly triggering and really, really stressful. And I would like hold my breath and clench up my whole body through the whole thing. And having my partner there when he could be. And then knowing that my midwife understood why this was, this was so stressful for me made a huge, huge difference. Now, if you are working in a hospital system, which I know so many people do, or a midwifery team just isn't the right fit for them, again, advocate for what you want and need in those appointments. A lot of, um, you know, so for example, we, uh, we just did our, our 20 week anatomy scan for this current pregnancy And I was having a lot of anxiety around it. And with COVID restrictions and having other kiddos at home, um, we, the, basically the policy was like, I can bring one support person in and no kids allowed. And I was like, well, that literally is not an option for me because if I bring my husband, we have to get a babysitter, can't find a babysitter if we, and then, or I can go alone. And I was like, that's, that I can't, I guess I can't do this. And so I called and it took like several phone calls and going through the like, you know, phone trees and trying to find the right person to talk to. And eventually I got to the actual ultrasound tech who was going to be performing it and explained to her like, Hey, we have a history of loss. Ultrasounds are really stressful. I'd really like to have my partner there. I understand that your policy is this for this reason. Could you make an exception? And she did. And it was, it was really, really nice having the kids there to see the ultrasound and like have them understand as much as they can what's going on, but also to have my partner there. So while that was still a stressful visit, I felt supported and I felt seen and heard by my provider. Connecting with a doula or a pregnancy after loss support group can also be an incredible addition to your support team. So, you know, your support team is not just the person that you're going to for those monthly or biweekly visits. It's anybody who's helping you through your pregnancy experience. 
and really looping them in as much as you want to. You know, you don't have to share everything near and dear to your heart if you don't feel comfortable doing that. But building that relationship where you feel safe to really tell people what you want and need. And that's the next tip is to be bold and assertive with what you want and need. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Do you want extra testing? Ask for it. Do you want to avoid certain spaces? Share that information with your provider. You know, we, we were planning a birth center birth um, for, for Elliot, and um, they had four different birth rooms. And I let my provider know when we were pregnant with Arlo, with our third baby, like I, I did not want to go into that room. It just didn't feel good to me. It was, it was too, it was too triggering. Um, and so they took a lot of care in making sure that my appointments weren't in certain spaces. Again, this requires a lot of advocacy, but making sure your provider slows down to hear what you need, share your triggers, what is supportive. Remember that it's okay if that changes throughout your pregnancy or changes pregnancy to pregnancy. Um, and this is again, where it's incredibly helpful to have a support person with you. So bringing your partner, if that's an option, if that feels best, bringing a doula into the space, taking the time before appointments to write down what you want and need, what questions you have, what concerns you have. So that when you're in the moment, cause I have been there, I get it. When you're in the moment in that appointment, they're like, what other questions do you have? Everything feels so rushed that you're like, oh, no, I'm fine. Everything's fine. Everything's good. Everything's totally fine and good, right? Yeah. And then you leave and you're like, oh, no, everything is not fine. Why didn't I ask about this? Why wasn't I straightforward about this? So if you find yourself in that like people pleasing, not wanna, don't want to cause a fuss, as best you can throw that to the side because this is your opportunity to like really, really demand what you want and need and to practice that. Now, there's going to be a lot of future tripping that happens with pregnancy after loss. You know, again, we understand better than most that there are no guarantees. So, but at the same time, stressing about what might happen isn't helpful because like so much of the birth process, it's out of our control. So staying in the present moment can be really, really helpful. Even planning for the future may feel like too much and that's okay. Like maybe you don't want to set up the nursery. Maybe you don't want to, you know, um, plan for postpartum. Like maybe it just feels like too much, like counting your chickens before they're hatched. But when you feel yourself spiraling or anxiety is taking the wheel, acknowledge it. That's a very important first step. Acknowledge that it's there. Ignoring it isn't going to help. And then bring yourself back to center. Acknowledge what you know to be true in this moment. So some helpful mantras or things that you can remember is this is a different pregnancy. I am pregnant today. I am safe. My baby is safe. These are things that you, again, know to be true in this moment. So incorporating mindfulness practices and grounding exercises can really be helpful in bringing you back. Because yes, we can all spiral and look at the statistics and, and go down the rabbit hole of like, oh, but if then what, you know, how, and if there's a full moon and oh my gosh, that doesn't help us in this moment. So today I am pregnant. I am safe. My baby is safe. 
know whatever you are feeling is valid. People process pregnancy after loss differently, and that is absolutely normal and valid. Again, valid. So again, I shared at the beginning that the concept of a rainbow baby does not resonate with me. However, it does resonate with so many other people. And if that is what supports them through pregnancy and that's what makes them feel good and hopeful and centered and present, then that is what's important. So some days you may be overjoyed and other days may feel impossible. Feelings of guilt may often sneak in, guilt for not enjoying or enjoying pregnancy, for connecting or struggling to connect with this new baby. All normal. Don't put too much pressure on yourself to feel certain ways. Just acknowledge without judgment how you're feeling today in this moment. Shit, it can change moment to moment. Know that it will shift through your experience and there's no wrong way to process pregnancy after loss. And then finally, remember to take care of you. And this goes for, you know, all pregnancy experiences because the focus of most pregnancies is around the well-being of that growing babe. And I understand that. But your mental, emotional, and physical well-being is just as important. So eating well and moving your body in a way that brings you joy to lessen the effects of anxiety can be really helpful. Creating a joy list full of things that make you feel centered, connected, again, joyful. That's why we call it a joy list. Do something from this list every day. It can be small. It doesn't have to be like, oh, I need to go on a huge vacation. No, it's like small, like drinking a cup of coffee in your favorite mug. I'm like sipping an Americano right now in my favorite boob mug because that's the kind of person that I am. Um, You know, something easy or maybe it's Maybe it is a bigger thing, like going on a fun date. You know, it doesn't always have to be big. It can just be something little where you're like, I am intentionally taking this time, this moment for myself. Journaling, working with a therapist, attending a support group, either in person, online, you know, better help is a great op- option for these things or other like online therapy groups. So many, so many of those things that have come out of COVID that I wish existed, um, after, uh, you know, after our loss, that we have a lot more access to those things. But this lets us acknowledge fears without letting them rule our pregnancy. Because again, fear and anxiety, grief, guilt, these are all normal things. And they're going to be part of the ride. They're going to be part of life, but they don't get to drive the bus. So they just get to sit in the passenger seat, maybe even the back seat. They probably get the back seat in the middle, like the worst seat, right? (laughs) I'm tall, so that's like the least comfortable seat for me. Um, But they don't get to drive. They don't get to like be a backseat driver. They don't get to tell you when to take a pit stop. You just get to be like, I see you, I hear you, and this is what we're going to do. So again, I, I hope that this is helpful. Know that this experience is hard and you are not alone in it. So if you need someone to talk to, please reach out. We can connect you with other parents. I'm happy to connect with you on the gram as you're navigating these things because I've been there. And again, we all experience it differently, but sometimes it's nice to know somebody else who has been through the process. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with a friend, share it with somebody else that might resonate with it. If you would subscribe to our podcast, Uh, 
rate, review, do all those fun things that we all, all the podcasters ask you to do on podcasts, but it helps us get into more ears and it's really, really helpful. So other people can have this good, important information. And if there are more topics you want us to explore, please feel free to reach out. Definitely open to getting topic suggestions as we build this amazing community. Until next week, friends, I hope you have a good one. Thank you.